0: Hey everyone, before we start the episode, we have a quick announcement to make some exciting news for Pure Hustle Podcast coming up this next week. So Mike and I recently purchased an entire
1: eBay store. So we're talking about 500 plus items of pre-selected inventory and we want to sell it all on one eye. So if you're looking to source items or maybe you want to pick up a few things or you just want to join us this coming Monday, September 5th, 2022,
0: Labor Day. Yeah. And one of the cool things about it is we're going to be selling everything for dirt cheap. We just want to move this stuff quick, have a fun experience. So if you're already on whatnot, make sure you're following us so you don't miss it. And if you haven't been on whatnot before, join up using the link below in our description in the show notes, because if you join up with that link, you're going to get some kickback. It's going to help you out. It's going to help us out. We'll be winning and making money together. Uh, So make sure to use that link. It's going to be a great time and we look forward to seeing you there. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Pure Wrestle Podcast. I'm Mike.
1: And this is Orlando. And we're on episode 308,
0: yeah. an update episode. Yeah. Another update episode. And this is exciting. Our update episodes. If you're new to Pure Wrestle Podcast, these are a chance to kind of share what's going on in our life, reselling what's going on in the reselling world. We do some reselling topics and news and then go over some important things. And we talk about bolos, so the things you should be looking out for, things that sell well. So make sure to check out the whole episode because we've got very valuable information. So th- these have been interesting times.
1: You know, it's just crazy time. Well, yeah, that's an understatement. Like if we said that back in 2019, it would have been like, oh, Uh, I'm just thinking personal. (laughs) Well, I think both. But you
0: we all have a lot going on. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's talk about reselling, though. How are things for you? Yeah, good, man. I mean, um, I've got a big move coming up here in literally the next few days. Um, By the time this episode drops, like I, I probably will have started the move process, which is annoying to have to move all of my inventory again. Like it is it is a nightmare so one of the things and i've mentioned it on previous episodes of like kind of looking forward to and something i wanted to do is i wanted to get rid of a lot of the bigger items that i had or things that i thought like maybe weren't necessarily bad buys because i didn't i i do have bad buys i didn't go and look through all of those but things that i just haven't listed yet like there were some electronics i had some like playstations things like that i had a couple like a stroller things that like take up a lot of room in my trailer or my shed and I was like, I've got to get rid of this stuff. And I don't want to deal with OfferUp or Facebook Marketplace for local deals, even though that's normally what I would do with bigger things like that. And I decided instead, I was going to go to the swap meet. So I looked it up, like, what does this look like? How do I do this? And I I just figured it out, right? So not that it's anything special people do swap meets all the time but i get there early i show up it's an endeavor though it's not it's not just like you wake up and like
1: "Ah, i think i'm gonna set up for the swap meet
0: yeah i mean i had to plan the day before it so i went sunday (laughs) so i don't know if that's like the typical every swap meet but here in san diego sunday is like the swap meet day uh saturday's pop like it's busy but like sunday is busier so sunday was the day plus it's always nice to do sourcing on saturday and i didn't want to give that up Mm -hmm. so my thought was I'm just going to go on Sunday, but you have to prep obviously the night before. Like I had to pack my car with all the stuff that I was going to bring and go through my various trailers and sheds and made sure I had all of that stuff. Uh, I had a table set up I had a chair, all the things that I would potentially need for this. So I get there, I pay 35 bucks and my whole thing was like, I at least want to make. And this sounds like really low, but I was aiming low, not because I didn't think I could make more. But my thing was, I was pretty much willing to throw most of this stuff away. You know, so it's like okay. if I can if I can net a hundred that, bucks, that's a good place to be because that means you're willing to sell. I'm willing to let it go. Yeah. <clears throat> um. I I had like a guitar hero drum set and guitar, and I'm just like, I know I can make money on this stuff, but it takes up tons of space, and I'm not going to deal with the shipping it and 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 traveling with it one more time. <laughs> Haven't listed it yet, so there's just a lot of things that I was like, I'd be willing to let go for really cheap or just basically trash at this point, point. and. So I show up and my thought was as long as I make at least $100 net profit, like from what would have been trash. That is a low bar. It's low. It's low. It's not it's not a ton of money. But, you know, obviously I have to recoup the thirty five bucks for for the spot that I got Uh, and then I needed to sell some stuff. And I wasn't planning on being there more than like two hours. I didn't yeah. want to do. I wasn't going to do because you can be at the swap meet for like five hours yeah. plus. I, I got to sort of share a little bit. Yeah. So I was like, like I'm not going to do that. I'm only going to do a couple of hours. And so if I end up making hundred dollars net, fifty dollars an hour, that's not too bad, right? I'll I can deal with fifty dollars an hour. Uh, that kind of sounds like super obnoxious, right? Like, but when you're reselling, <laughs> at times it's like that's a decent amount. But
1: that's that's the beauty of reselling. Yeah. Like people don't understand. It's kind of that's the struggle I'm having. I'm trying to get my son to get a job mm. and he's like, Dad, why? Like, why would I get a job? I just got a source like you and I just pick up two or three items and I'll make more those items that I'll make on a paycheck. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But here's the thing. He he has the source it, and yeah. he has to listen.
0: It. Yeah, I mean, there, it's, it's still not easy work. I mean, you have to do the work and yeah. the reality is that $50 an hour doesn't account for my travel time. It doesn't account for the, I had to source those items in the first place. You know what I mean? So I spent time doing that. So, so it ends up being less than that. Probably $30 an hour oh, once it's all, all said good. and done. But you know what I mean? Like just a round number to think about. Man, let me tell you, I pull up and it was like, I, I understand now what uh, people who do garage sales experience when the resellers bombard them, mm-hmm. because I mean, I get there and that people have already been set up for a while. Cause you can pay extra to get in like extra early. I didn't do that. I just got there. Like, the time when the price is 35 and not 40. So I'm like parking towards the back. And as I'm parking my car, I have say like 12 people came up to the wow. car. And like, I'm like, like zombie sense. I'm like opening my car door and they're like, hey, do you have any electronics? You got computers? Do you have? And they're like yelling stuff. And I'm like, well, maybe. And so I'm like opening up the trunk and I'm pulling stuff out and people are like looking like into the totes as they're in my car. and I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold on. I'm almost got the stuff out. So I'm like trying to get stuff out. And people are already like, how much, how much? And so I was like, oh, man, this is going to go quick, you know? So I feel like it's the marketplace from Star Wars. You know what I mean?
1: Like, like just craziness. That's that's
0: pretty much what it was like. But the problem with that is because I had never experienced a swap meet before. A few people asked like the stroller. They're like, how much for the stroller? And I was like, I don't know. I'm going to start with 40 bucks. It was a Bob stroller. It was a decent stroller. Um, And uh, because I probably got asked by like eight people within the first two minutes, how much for the stroller? So I'm like, I'm just going to say 40 because all these people ask. And if I have to slowly lower the price to 35, 30, 25, no big deal, yeah. right? Like yeah. people are asking about it. Um, I sold most everything that I sold, I sold within the first half hour. And then like the next hour and a half, I, I was probably there like two and a half hours. The rest of the time that I was there, like nobody else asked about the stroller. At one point as oh people were walking by, I'm like, you want a stroller? I'll give it to you for free. Like I don't want to bring it home. So it, it's it's like... It, probably the same thing with some garage sales the idea of you can almost get in your mind like if these if this number of people are asking for things and wanting for things i'm gonna experience this the whole time and that's just mm-hmm. a fallacy That's not mm-hmm. real that's not how it's going to be it's like that in the beginning because the hardcore resellers are trying to get in get something that's a deal for really fast and get yeah, out they gotta move they gotta yeah. move and then the rest of people who kind of show up later that are just kind of like you know walking around looking at stuff they're not like trying to buy everything you have at the cheapest price
1: yeah, it's interesting that you shared that because that was kind of the evolution of my reselling journey. It started with rummage sales. So I was in this small town in in San Diego County, and the goodwill was even built where I used to live. In yeah. there. there, there was no goodwill there, and it was just this huge lot. And so you would pay ten dollars. And so at that time, I was doing the whole Dave Ramsey financial piece, trying to get out of debt. So uh, at that time, I was married, and and the night before, we would like. Back up the car like to the brim. It was literally probably like a mile and a half to get to this location. And it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. But the problem was, I didn't understand that dynamic. So I would go and I'd set up, and people would like lowball me, and I would get offended. Mm-hmm. Like I'll never forget uh, my daughter and my stepdaughter at that time had like my little ponies, and they wanted, like, they wanted. I think I wanted like twenty bucks, and they're like two dollars. I'm like, I'm not gonna sell this for two dollars. And guess what? Week after week after week, I'd come back with a bunch of inventory. Yep. Right now, I would make money. I remember at that time, I remember I made like ninety dollars in like three hours. And I was like, oh, I'm making good money. Like I, I can't, like I felt like the best. Like I was the best guy at that rummage so I had the good stuff. And then they shut it down because of goodwill that was going to be built there. And I remember being so upset about that change. But then that goodwill for the next year that was, a honey hole. was a gold mine for yeah. me. Like I made so much money for two years, maybe even three years. I don't know how long it was, but I got to know the managers. I remember back in those days, I, I'd get texts about, hey, come on down. And since it only took me like two minutes to get to that store i i found so much so one thing i want to share with you guys like sometimes change happens i know this is not a motivational thing but yeah you on know like moment right but, now. but there there's a reason for that change because what that change did for me it pushed me more into selling on ebay mm. i would have still been that guy at that rummage sale working like i i think it was like eight hours like by the time i packed the car by the time i showed up i sold everything by the pa- time i went back home and unpacked for like 80, 90 bucks. Yeah. Not worth it. Right. Not worth it at that point. I could source two items for like 90 bucks. Right. So yeah. So anyways, I encourage you guys, like if, if there's ever changes in your reselling, it, it's, it's probably for the better. It's probably just a, a, you know, a way that you can begin to go, you know what, how can I make this better?
0: So, yeah. And even if it's not like a direct change for the better, if nothing else, it's an opportunity, right? Like everything is yeah. an opportunity to adjust, adapt, adjust and, and uh, move with markets and figure things out, and uh, you know that's what that's what separates those who end up doing well and those who don't. A lot of times it's competency, but almost just as often it's just willingness to keep going and figure mm-hmm. it out. You know, mm-hmm. like you can be you can be at an average IQ, an average you know skill level, average on basically everything, and if you're willing to just not give up and keep working, you're gonna find success where most people don't. Even where people who are like gifted beyond belief with with intelligence and other things, like they'll give up. Not everybody, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, that's the number one thing is like when you run into things like a change, like, are you willing to keep going? Are you willing to figure it out? And, uh, yeah. So anyways, going back to the, the swap me. Like it was, it was nice. Oh, sorry. Able- I didn't know. No, I'm pretty much done. But, okay. you know, it was nice to be able to get rid of stuff. And I ended up making, you know, closer to $300 net profit oh, when all was said and done. Uh, so honestly, I probably lost some, I- some money on some items. I'm probably made more than I was expecting on others. Uh, but that's inventory. I don't have to move again. I don't have to deal with. And it just, it's a weight off my shoulders in, in that sense. And so, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice to kind of get a fresh start with that stuff. Yeah. What about you? What's going on with you?
1: So I've just been sourcing like crazy. I, I really believe these next six months are going to be pretty pivotal. I think in the secondary market, I mean, there's a lot of macroeconomic stuff, right? We have the markets are tanking. We just had, a. The the job uh, job report came out and it's good news, meaning that there's not a lot of people looking for work because I think you know there's oh yeah, it, you ever heard the term quiet quitting like that's mm-hmm. a thing now and and there's a, there's just basically a lot of people are, are working remotely and so whenever that happens that means that the Fed is like okay we're going to uh, raise interest rates which will kill the the economy and so what I think that's going to lead to is People and a lot of our reselling topics are going to talk about this, but people are going to be looking for secondary goods. They're going to be looking for deals. And so right now, while, you know, there people are still looking for that, you know, that hype stuff, people are still trying to do the sneaker reselling. I feel like I'm just trying to snag those deals that people aren't seeing. And I'm getting stuff at really low cost at the moment. They're probably going to be even cheaper. I mean, right now I'm pretty selective in what I source, uh, and, and the reason being is I have realized I, I still have stuff here that I, I picked it up because I was helping people out. And so like a lot of the stuff I picked up, I was like, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take, it I'll take it. And, and now I'm being even more selective because yeah, you don't want to end up with major death pals. So I've been, I've been doing a lot of sourcing. I'm also, uh, shifting from clothing a little bit. Just because and I say that and then I just had a major haul, which I'll share on our next episode of clothing. But uh, I just find that I'm I'm kind of just tired of clothing right now. Mm. You know, I'm just I kind of hit that wall like I'm not looking forward to taking pictures of them. I'm not looking forward to measuring and and I think moving to hard goods. uh, Yeah, more like collectible stuff, which I'm finding that even in a recession, there's still a market for collectible stuff again. Everything in reselling, I think that the like the key principle is you, your cost. If your cost is low enough, you can win in any market mm. right if you're If you're buying stuff at you know high prices, that's where you're going to lose in reselling. So I'm okay buying a collectible that normally you know people are are selling for like you know 100 bucks, but now because of the market they're they're only able to get 50 bucks. But if I can get my cost down from 10 dollars to a dollar, it's still good money. Yeah. Right. Good. So I'm doing that, and then I, I'm just I'm just listing more. I I realize since I think February I've um I'm, I'm not I haven't doubled the size of my store, uh, but I'm getting close to there, right. So um, my hope is that by not end the end of Q4, but by like at least January, I'll have at least double my store. And I I was very intentional because I had those moments where things were kind of slow, and I was like. I'm not giving up. Like I'm going to keep listening, and it worked out. So it's good. That's where I'm at. Yeah. <clears throat> now, another thing I'm really excited about too has been our discord. So Ooh. if you have not jumped on over uh, to our Patreon and signed up so to be able to go on our discord, it's only five 55 a month. It's, seriously, it is such a, it's such a steal. I mean, I, I don't think Mike and I are going to be raising the prices anytime soon, but the, the information in there is invaluable from the Bolo's, the hustle of the week. And we're not a cook group. This is just stuff that organically happens. Right. Yeah. Uh, there was that story. I forget who it was, but you know, they went in and they bought a bunch of records and they sold one for like over a thousand dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. We're going to share it as a hustle of the week. And I don't know anything about vinyl, but I'm slowly learning yep. right through the discord.
0: Yeah. It's it, it's great. Just to have people who have expertise in different areas, you know, people who are knowledgeable in different things, Uh, people who, you know, honestly, there's some people in there who lurk and they just want to gain information. Some people are participating a lot and that's totally fine. There's no obligation. You definitely can join and just, you know, occasionally scan through, read or participate. And some people, you know, prefer to just kind of talk shop, you know, just like what, how things are going, maybe reselling It's maybe not even like tips or advice sometimes. I mean, we have channels made for that, but some people just want to chat about life. And so it's just kind of cool to have people who are like-minded, you know, you get put together. And it's, it's like a real community as opposed to just like, you know, on Instagram, you can put a comment on somebody's post, but you know, there might be a comment reply, but you don't really get to like develop like those kind of connections in the same way. So the discord is great. Uh, we want to thank all of you who, who support us, even if you aren't, you know, necessarily interested in the discord, but you just want to support PRSO podcast because you think the information we've given has been beneficial. Mm -hmm, mm Uh, you can definitely support us on Patreon. It's, it's because of our Patreon, uh, our, our patrons, it's because of our patrons on Patreon that we can keep doing what we're doing. Like Orlando and I were at a point where we were like, we're putting in countless hours on the podcast and our sponsor system changed. And do we keep doing this? And now we've got a community that supports us and says that what we're doing is valuable. And so it's because of people like you supporting us that we get to keep doing this. So thank you very much.
1: Yeah. So go, go to the link below or go to patreon.com slash podcast and sign up and and join us. Yeah. All right, so you got any uh, random stories here?
0: Yeah, a, a couple. Um, one uh, when I first showed up at the at the swap meet, like I mentioned, um, I ran into one of our listeners. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Matt. I'm pretty sure the name is Matt. Yeah, it is Matt. Um, we Matt, talked about yeah, this already. Okay. Yeah, uh, so. Uh, he's I've, like, a, he's like our most popular guest that we've never had. Yeah, on. He's, he's ubiquitous, man. He's everywhere. Every time I'm, I'm out and about, I, I run into Matt and Mike a lot, okay, uh, okay, you okay. know? So, uh, I've run into a few of our listeners and there's, maybe there's more of you who listen and you see us and you're like, Oh, that I don't want to go talk. Yeah. To come them. say hi. Yeah. Say hi. Um, but I feel really bad. Like the reason why it's kind of random because he came up and he was talking to me a little bit, but it was when I just pulled up. And so I'm being like swarmed. And so I, I <laughs> almost feel like I, I mean, I didn't blow him off, but I had to be like, yeah, it's crazy. I'm trying to sell some stuff. And then people are talking to me. And I turn around. I start talking to people. And then I look back and he's gone. I'm like, oh, man, I hopefully he didn't feel like I just ignored him. I, I think most people are understanding they it. Because
1: yeah. I've been I've been at estate sales and, you know, listeners are there and.
0: And then as soon as like they open it up, I'm like, all right, peace wow. out. Yeah. And everybody's like, ah, oh, we get it. Like, yeah, we're good. You got to do good. what you got to do. So, but that was really cool. But I had something interesting happen at the swap meet. And it actually um, was kind of, it was bizarre at first. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, this guy's got an interesting uh, system going. So, I it was getting close to the time where I wanted to leave anyways, right? And I had, still had a bunch of stuff left. And a guy walks up and he's like, uh, are you 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 selling all this stuff? And <laughs> I'm like yeah selling all this stuff and he's like would you be uh, willing to sell it all and i'm like oh well yeah I'm like of course i'd be willing to sell it all and he's like he's like well what all's for sale is the too and he's asking for some stuff and and so anyways it comes out he ends up saying he explains to me he goes in the past and he had like a handful of things with him like he's carrying mm-hmm. around so i'm assuming it's stuff he's bought mm-hmm. he goes in the past i've bought booths from people like they're pretty yeah. much done yeah he's also i i basically take over their booth i just buy everything they yeah, he's leave. the last last buyer yeah and i but he stays and sells the stuff at the booth so oh, he really? doesn't have to pay the 35 dollars. that's interesting so instead of paying 35 dollars, he waits until a little bit he buys all the stuff and he literally just takes over the booth so you drive away and he's now sitting with all of your stuff and selling it and includes wow. the stuff that he brought Right. So wow. I was like, this is interesting. So we we talked a little bit and I was like, okay, how about a hundred for everything, which wasn't bad. Um, but he was like, no. And he's like, well, what about would you trade for any of this stuff? And I'm like, okay, no, like this isn't like, sorry, we're, yeah, we're too yeah. far apart, you know? But um, I was like, man, what an interesting concept. Like I wonder you could easily go to, and I'm not, I'm sure there's probably, I'm, f- I'm fascinated by that. But I, the, my thought process is he's like a hermit crab. You know how like hermit crabs will like <laughs> steal the home, the shells of like other, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so he's coming and he's like, Looking around, and if somebody's like about ready to leave, if you can do the like, can I just take over your booth? I'll pay you this amount for this stuff that you have, and then I'll just sell it for you. But it's you know it's obviously mine now; I bought it. But I mean, you can potentially, if you're saving thirty five dollars for the spot, mm-hmm. that gives you thirty five dollars extra you could pay for stuff, right? So if you're if you were going to be that last buyer, as it were, and you're to say, here's two hundred dollars worth of stuff uh, that I could sell for two hundred dollars, if I offered them a hundred dollars for it really I'm only offering them like 65 because I would have Mm -hmm. had to pay 35 for this spot. Mm -hmm. So I pay a hundred dollars for the spot plus all of this stuff. It doesn't take maybe that long to sell it. Plus if I brought a wagon of my own stuff to sell, I didn't have to buy a spot and I can sell my Pokemon cards or whatever it was Mm -hmm. that I brought. So I'm like, man, what an interesting concept. This is like hermit crab of a guy. Maybe some other people do this. Uh, But I was like, he's got a good business model. Like he's smart. He's figured out how to work the system to like, Get in and potentially take over. Cause the guy that was next to me at one point, the person behind him said, uh, hey, do you pretty much sell anything? And the guy's like, Yeah. He goes, Do you want the stuff that we have? Cause my wife's got to leave, we got to leave, you can just have all this stuff. Wow. So, like, he's like, sure. And it was like pretty much garbage yeah, stuff, yeah. but like like five trash bags worth of clothes and some handful of like hard good stuff. And then all that was added to his booth. But what if he's like, hey, ten dollars a bag? Right. You and know. then what if the hermit crab guy got to him first <laughs> hermit crab. and what if hermit crab said like i'll give you 10 bucks for everything yeah because they were going to leave anyways yeah so they're like sure take everything uh you get a booth now you pay ten dollars for a booth instead of 35 maybe you sell some of this stuff make some money and the stuff that you brought you can sell i'm sure there's some ethical issues of like you're selling but but technically somebody bought that booth and okay. then that booth is still it's it just changed ownership it's not like you know you snuck in and you're getting a free booth somebody still paid for that booth and that 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 stuff was out so i don't know they, let us know in the comments below what you think about that but it's i just thought it was an interesting concept that this guy had going and uh i was i was intrigued to say the least yeah i would be intrigued too that's a uh,
1: the the only it, it seems it's pretty perfect except what if what do you do if you can't sell all the stuff that's where it gets tricky hmm. You know, but if you can offload everything, like you make a good amount, like you doubled your money, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say you don't have a job and you do that like three days a week, right? Well, it swapped me swap so means you'd have to do it two days a week. No, it's three days at Kobe's. Oh, is it Kobe's? Yeah, three days. Thursday, uh, it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. And let's say you did three days a week and you made like $200 each day. I mean, that's not bad just, you know, for just going
0: in, no overhead. I mean, you you'd know? have to have a way of transporting the stuff out of there.
1: Well, that's what I mean. That's the only catch. Yeah. Like, if you could somehow... You probably can't just show up on your sell bike. Everything. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: but if you could, and you could sell through everything, like, that, that'd that be pretty amazing. I mean, maybe you just do kind of, like, what those other people did. I mean, you, you could yeah, wait just, till the last say, minute. Just, hey, you want this stuff? Yeah, find somebody else who kind of... Because there's those people who go every week, and they have, like, a legit kind of store, as it were. There's some people who go every week, and you look at their stuff, and you're like, did you sell anything this week? Like, I feel like I want to so do junk. this. Like, I want to do a YouTube video... And you and I become hermit crabs. Or we just try it one time.
1: Just try and hermit crab a, a booth out of somebody. Just see if we can make it happen. We just go in, we buy
0: out the booth, and then we just sell everything in the booth. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, uh, I, there may be ethical issues with there with like the like. You didn't pay for the booth from like the place, but I don't nah, know. There's no ethical issue. The, the, the company got its business. You're just. That, that, that's where I'm like, I, I could go 50, 50 on that. Like they, somebody bought that. Cause it's literally, the booth is literally like a parking spot yeah. that was paid for yeah. for the entire time. So you just took over a parking spot that's already been paid for you know so yeah it would have been used the whole day anyways right so yeah i don't know um but yeah it was kind of cool um that was my that's my random story is i, I met a hermit crab All What right, about so, you
1: so i have a story to to last the ages oh so you've been following us on instagram you've heard this you actually ex- experiences with me the highs the lows the sorrow the despair mm, yes you know where i'm going you with this you called me I called you. It was, it was a dark moment in my reselling uh, life. So there's injustice and then there's injustice. And this was injustice to the core for me because see, there was an estate sale and on the ad, they said, Hey, estate sale starts at 9am and there'll be a sign-up sheet at 6am, you know, just show up, sign up. So I got up really early. I got up at 515 in the morning. By the way, I also take my son with me. So he got up early. I had to make breakfast. I had to get ready. I show up at 6 and not even 6 a.m. It was like 5 55 a.m., whatever. Go to the door. No one's there. Ring the doorbell. No one's there. Now I understand. A guy like me shows up on a ring camera. You're not gonna open that door. I get it. I get it. But I'm I actually like, you know, had like 10 feet of space. I actually made sure that, like, you know. If they really felt I was a danger, like they they had enough moment to like, you know, I don't know, whatever, to the six dogs on me. So I'm there, I'm there till about like 6.10 in the morning. Maybe 6.15. No one shows up. I'm like, all right, I'll come back. So I go to a garage sale kind of early, and then I get my business card and I ran on my business card and I come back and I and if no one's there, I was just gonna leave my business card like on the door and just say, Hey, can you just put me on, on the list? Right. And so I show up at 6:30 and sure enough, somebody's there, garage is open, and I'm like, hey, I was here earlier uh to sign up, and I'm like, oh yeah, we saw you. I was like, oh, cool. So can you just put me in number one? And they're like, no, you need to sign up. I'm like, wait, but I was here like right at 6 a.m. And they're like, no, you have to sign up. So I signed up and I was number four, which didn't really bother me at the moment, but this is when it bothers me. So I show up at about eight fifty in the morning, ten minutes before, and in front of me, I see this thing I've never seen in real life, and it's this nineteen eighty six GI Joe. I think it's called the drone and it's this huge like sphere kind of GI Joe has like a cobra. It looks really cool, like cobra, like GI Joe cobra. Okay, embossed uh, in Boston there, and on the bottom end, they go for about five hundred. On the top end, they could go for two to 3,000 if they're fully intact. Now, I don't know if this one was fully intact until I see it. And my mind's like racing, like, if I was number one, like, I'm golden, right? So I almost said something. And then the guy goes, Hey, there's not enough people here. I thought there was going to be more people. I'm just going to let all you guys come in. And I was like, Oh no. So there's a guy that has a direct line of sight right next to me who got there a little bit earlier and he has the recliner line and I'm at an angle. Okay. So and so I'm, you know, I, I have like a few more steps than this guy does. And so nine o'clock hits it like, all right, let's go. So I start moving fast and the guy next to me starts moving fast and then he starts dead sprinting and I start dead sprinting towards it. And I, my mind is going through all these thoughts. Like I'm 40 something years old. I'm a, I'm a bigger dude. Like this can end up really bad. And so I'm running, I'm like, I'm going to take it. And I go, that's my GI Joe. And I go to grab it. And the guy literally, and this dude's like 60 something, like skinny guy, probably runs like marathons or something. I don't know. And he goes under me and takes it. And so in the flash moment, I was like- It's like jingle all the way, man. It was, it was like jingle all the way. So there's a part of me that thought about throwing the shoulder into the guy. But then I thought, what if like somebody has a cell phone and like they see me, because literally what would have happened if I threw the shoulder into the guy, I would have been able to grab it, but I would have had to roll with it. Okay. So, so I'm like, you know, I'm not a small guy. So it just would have been a scene. So the question in my mind in this split second, you know how you have those moments where you literally have a lot of time to think about something, but it's only like a second. Yeah. That's adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking, okay, so am I willing to kind of lose, like, you know, my dignity for a moment? Yeah,
0: I don't know. Even, I don't know if $500 is worth losing your dignity for.
1: So, I mean, I already felt like I lost my dignity, dignity when I yelled, that's my G.I. Joe. That's my G.I. Like, Joe. Like, I don't even know how
0: loud it was. I wish, I hope somebody was there with, like, a GoPro recording, like, their <laughs> sourcing, and they have it, and then that becomes, like, a... uh like a, uh, a vine or a, uh, what? I mean, well, I hope that. Like Here's a the thing.
1: I got that's offers. I got, off, you know, I had, I had people approach me about becoming a head of school. Like that can become two months ago. So think yeah, about
0: like, that's my GI judge. It's just like you running. But, from- no,
1: I, but I, the reason I laugh is because I think about like, if I went through the interview process before like a, a community and like I'm interviewing to become a head of school and they're like, Hey. Just had a question. Aren't you a GI Joe guy? <laughs> yeah,
0: like how, how would that play out? So, hey, aren't you the guy that like shoulder checked an old man yes, and like, exactly. and fought him for again, a kids' toy? Again, I'm a big dude. So that's the thing. That's what, like, but it was for five hundred dollars.
1: So the guy, so the guy took it, and it was like the worst feeling. And not only that, so I'm gonna share the Mike kind of told me, like, you know, I don't know if we should, but I'm like, let's keep it real. So, I pulled the ultimate reseller jerk move. Oh man! So, the guys, the guy knows that he has to pay for this and like put it in his car right away. So, they give it to him for twenty dollars. So I'm like, twenty dollars. Do you guys know that that thing sells for five hundred to a thousand dollars? I was just, I was just mad. I just heated. And the guy looks at me. Oh, that's messed up. And, uh, but he still got it for twenty dollars. And I and I told the estate sale guys, I'm like, hey, listen. This, this was unfair. I was here early. I signed up and here we are. And, but here's the, here's, here's the thing. While he's packing up his car, there was a room full of vintage Padre stuff. Mm. And so I knew that room was there. So I went up right to that room. No one was there. So I cleaned the house. I picked up like 10 or 20 jerseys, ticket stubs, all kinds of Padre stuff in that room. So did i make about the same money as that guy i think i did because i saw some of the other stuff he was buying later on and i did apologize to him later i said hey man we're good i'm sorry i got a little heated because the guy yelled at me at one point and goes i was here before you i'm like no you weren't i was here before the sun even rose don't don't bring that but i told him hey we're good i'm sorry like i got a little heated and i and you know you also got to realize you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you, right? So when when you're trying to negotiate with the estate people, well,
0: that's what I, that, that was like, kind of a dangerous move too. When you told the estate people, like, hey, that wasn't fair. Like, if you were gonna do that, maybe wait until after you did all of your deals, and then you're leaving, and you say, hey, but, by the way,
1: but but they were still like, I apologize. I'm like, I'm sorry, and we still, you know, we broke bread and uh, we made a sweet deal. And I I walked. I paid 140 for probably one to two k of of inventory. Yeah.
0: So. Hey Emmett, I mean, uh, we joke about you losing your dignity on that, but honestly, being <laughs> being willing and able to apologize, that's a big deal. Um, I'm really big on a lot of times people apologize for things they shouldn't apologize for. Uh, but on the other end of the spectrum, a lot of times the things that people should be willing to like recognize like, hey, we all, no matter how how much uh, dignity we have and how mature we are, like there's gonna be times when we do things and we are like, man, that was dumb. I acted out, you know, and, and being willing to like acknowledge that, that, that that's a big move. So, you know, I, I just,
1: I, I, don't know. I just, I, I just, I had to make things right. Like yeah. I, I, I just, you know, injustice yeah, injustice. Yeah. All yeah. right. So, but, but he, he, here's the thing. There's always opportunities around the corner and I'll share this hustle of the week next week. But within a couple of days, like I had a major, major, uh, hustle weekend. I'll share with that now. You and I got a little bit of like a random story to share here.
0: Yeah. So obviously, if you're listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube, uh, then you heard the announcement at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and yes, that that is happening. We have we bought out like an entire store, an entire eBay store. Yeah, we bought it out. We were just like 100 percent bought everything. And uh, it's actually a connection we made through our Discord, which was cool. And they were fine selling it. And I even told them, like, hey, we're gonna sell this on one
1: night. And here's what people have to understand: like, when people are willing to let things go, they're willing to let things go. And he's like, I hope you guys do well. I'm all good with it. Yeah. yeah.
0: And yeah. so, so it's, no, it's, be awesome. it's really cool. And yeah, we are looking through some of the stuff today. I helped you unload a whole bunch of it out of the car. Yeah. Uh, and so if you're again, this is just like a reminder, you heard the thing in the beginning. If you're listening right now, we're hoping that we got the affiliate link up and running. It would mean a whole lot to us if you use that affiliate link when it's you for whatnot, yeah for for whatnot. App. If you use that affiliate link, if you're brand new, um, and you get something out of it, right? I'm not 100 all the details, but you're gonna get either some percentage off or money or something for using that affiliate link that you can use, uh, during you know one of the auctions. Uh, but our our goal is we're not trying to, like, sell anything at top dollars. There's some stuff that we're looking at. I guess, like, eh, it's probably not like great inventory. But like a lot of it is like decent stuff. Like, and we're, we're setting like the bar really low. So what I'm finding with whatnot
1: is like, you know, I had mentioned previous podcasts, like as a reseller, it's not worth it to me as far as a selling stuff. But if you're looking at source, like there's some great deals and there will be great deals at this auction on monday so this monday september 5th labor day you already heard it before but if in case you miss it or in case you fast forward it yeah <laughs> uh, go to the link below if you're brand new and use that link i, I think it, you'll get 10 bucks uh cash towards your purchase uh or it might be something different i'm not sure that's what it used to be uh we just recently like started a relationship with whatnot and so we're, we're working on the details like <laughs> this was just something we just thought about just now and uh and if you're already on whatnot, make sure to follow us. for your pure also podcast on whatnot.
0: Yeah. And one of the cool things, like you said, like this is a good opportunity for sourcing. So a lot of, a lot of this stuff is stuff I'd love to, you know, even have in my store, but like I mentioned in previous podcasts, mm-hmm. if you're listening, you know, that my goal right now is to actually like trim my store down as much as I can, like to, to almost nothing, but the most valuable things. Uh, and that the easiest things to pack and ship because I've got a move coming up in a couple of days basically and then i've got another big move in like 10 months it's going to be across basically a cross-country move and so i do not want to deal with moving and this is why this guy sold his stuff right Is because he yeah. doesn't want to store or move it and so well he's moving yeah so he didn't want to pay the store exactly and so where i'm at right now is yeah a lot of this stuff would be great to have in my store and orlando a lot of it you you would either have in your store or you know you would you've already got so many, but I got files. so much right now. And
1: I actually, I want to provide an opportunity for the peers podcast community. Exactly. Source.
0: So basically we were able to buy out a store and then now we're going to resell that store and hopefully we'll make at least our money back in a little bit, but people are still going to get a huge deal. Yeah. Right. Cause we're basically, we got a beyond killer deal and we're hoping to give everybody a really good deal. Yeah, if that makes you sense, so you know,
1: make sure to join us Monday. If you haven't, if you're brand new, use the link below, it'll help us out. It'll help you out. And we'll be going to be all good. So check us out Monday. And in order to know when it's happening, it is happening Monday. We're trying to sort out what time. But if you follow us, you'll get that alert. And uh, it'll be like another podcast. So we're probably not dropping a Monday mini. So that day, we're probably just going to make like our whatnot. Actually, it could. I mean, we're talking about tons. We're talking about 500 plus items. So and I think we're going to get through it. And if we don't, maybe we'll do another one. But we're going to be on there for a little while. So it'll be a good time in community. So check us out. <laughs> All right, hey, if you have not uh yet purchased I feel like we're doing another ad after ad. That wasn't supposed to be an ad, but uh Bubble Boy. Bubble Boy has been great. I I got to tell you lately I've had a bunch of stuff I've had to wrap up like I had a uh I had like this, this huge toy I had to wrap up and luckily I had like the huge four foot roll and I just had to like wrap it up real quick. But yeah, if, you, if you haven't got American bubble boy, it's a great brand, uh, free two day shipping, next day shipping, even local pickup, uh, go to the link below. It helps us out. AmericanBubbleboy.com. And they have a great, uh, items for you to package. Yeah. All right. If you haven't been following us on social media, we are pure so podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. We are pure so cast on Twitter. As always, you can give us a call at 619-738-1170, that's 619 1170 or shoot us an email at podcast at gmail.com, that's podcast at gmail.com. And if you have not had an opportunity to check us out over on YouTube, jump on over, uh, we keep growing in size and, and it's awesome. And pretty soon we'll be able to, uh, you know, do some merch too. And so in order to help us out, just come on over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Uh, tell us, you know, do we look like what you thought before you jumped over to YouTube, uh, hit that like button and hit that bell notification. Cause actually I think we're going to do a whole video on this whole whatnot. So if you want to, if you want to see how recap of the whole thing, if you want to see how things turn out, uh, you know, make sure to be subscribed on there. And last of all, if you haven't had a chance yet, jump on over to iTunes. Uh, throw us a review, a good one, hopefully <laughs> a five star, and and just uh, just a quick note as to why you enjoy the podcast. Really helps us out. All right, we gotta I, we got kind of this this is I'm just gonna call it. This is gonna be reseller news. It's not even topics like. There's a lot going on. It's here.
0: always reseller news. <gasps> News is breaking in the reselling world, and we are the ones that are going to discuss that breaking news because that's what we do on the of Podcast.
1: Orlando, take it away. All right, so there's a lot going on. Okay, the macroeconomics, ma- economics meaning you know everything from possibility of stagflation, uh, recession. Uh, even this, the, the past, you know, I, I don't know where it's gonna go with the loan forgiveness, but that's gonna throw a bunch of money into the economy again and maybe raise inflation. There's, there's international things happening, and the biggest one I think that's gonna affect us right now is the glut of inventory that's hitting stores. Hmm. And uh, I just uh, this comes from a Quartz. It's an article. It says why recession worried shoppers aren't shopping at TJ Maxx, Ross, or Nordstrom Rack.
0: Yeah, so these are like your your typical go-to rack stores or off-price stores. So it's interesting. They said,
1: uh, with record inflation, okay, this is from uh, Tiffany App says, with record inflation this summer and talk of a recession, it would seem like it's time for discount stores to shine. Survey conducted by the marketing firm uh, NC Solutions in June found that nearly half of Americans feel like they can't afford their previous lifestyle and 66% are more mindful of how they are spending their money. But at TJ Maxx, Ross, and Nordstrom Rack, which all reported their second quarter earnings in the last week, business has been sagging. So what does this mean? This means that possibly retail arbitrage may get interesting, right? Because a lot of the retail arbitrage space during Q4, like on, especially on Amazon, it's items from these stores. It's items from Ross, it's items from TJ Maxx and Marshalls. And now if people aren't even going to those stores, the items in those stores may not do well when you're trying to do retail arbitrage with those items, Right at Ross, total sales are forecasted to decline 4% to 7%. If you remember, Ross was booming. Like while, while all these mall stores were closing, closing, Ross was just exponentially growing and now it's slowing down. So the retailer admitted it was slow to pivot merchandise out of casual products to work and occasional clothing. But fellow discounted TJ Maxx also expects a full year sales decline of 2 to 3% and Nordstrom Rack expects the same. Uh, the CEO of, of Nordstrom Rack is uh, said uh, how hard hit the lowest end consumer is. While some customers who typically shop at higher end stores are shifting down to off-price outlets, it's not enough to offset the number of customers who have stopped visiting stores completely.
0: Yeah, so that's one of those things. Like, it's not that the secondhand market isn't isn't where people are going to be going, but the reality is what what some people don't realize with inflation when they hear a number like that, like eight percent or nine percent, what that really means is that's like a whole month of the year salary that you used to make that you don't make anymore. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, Hey, you're not getting paid in June anymore or you're not getting paid in December. And now you got to figure out how to make that money. Even though it doesn't hit you in that way, it's spread out over the whole year. When everything goes up that much, you literally have basically lost a month's worth of salary unless your, your pay increased that much or more. So I, it makes sense that they would have a four to 7% drop because people who, if you lose a month worth of your salary uh, for the, the year, you're going to make the clothes you have work if you can, and you're going to buy the milk and the eggs and the cheese and the gas and electric that have gone up and you know, all those things. So it, it's not that people are, they're not doing well because, Hey, people are going and buying the high end expensive stuff. They're not doing well because the people who would typically shop at those stores are probably hurting the most. Yeah. Right. The average person who's like, you know what? I'm trying to save money. So I'm going to Ross. Well, if you were trying to save money and go to Ross before and you lose like a month's worth of your salary out of your annual, you know, worth, uh, you're probably like, I can't afford to go to Ross. I need to f- buy food, you know? So those people, it makes sense that the market that would, would suffer the most would be the ones that's typically shopping there anyways. So, uh, you know, a story like that makes sense. I don't know if it'll have the impact you were mentioning though, of the items that they have there won't do well on retail arbitrage because, you know, maybe in some ways there'll be more inventory because the average person is gone and like, oh, look, they've got this cool thing that I can buy at Ross, you know.
1: But instead f- of, instead of going like back in the day, instead of them going to
0: like Amazon, they may go to Ross now. They may go to TJ Maxx because... So you're saying, t- but then the TJ Maxx Ross, like... But start booming at that point so instead of people going to amazon they're going to go to off-price stores well okay
1: i, I hear what you're saying so but what i what i'm what I'm, I'm telling you is like if these stores if people are not going to these stores how much less are they going to be going to amazon and paying the exorbitant prices
0: yeah that makes sense
1: you know what i'm saying so like there's the items i've shared before where i would pay 50 bucks at a tj maxx and i'd resell on amazon for 300 i don't know if it's gonna it's gonna be like that you know, I, I've been saying for months that it's going to be secondary goods, this Q4. And I see that more. Here's another report from the Wall Street Journal. It said, few shoppers want to think about Christmas gifts in August, but an unusual set of deals could mean major savings for those who do. They'll find the best deals in home, apparel, electronic sporting goods, uh, toys. Analysts say these long-delayed goods have arrived ashore. So, again, a glut of inter- inventory. At the same time, the spending is slowing. Retail analysts say they expect to typically discount like fall months to see some of the best sales in years. So all these stores are going to be having major sales, right? So in many cases, retailers have already started discounting certain items. Soy prices were down 8.2% year over year in July. Uh, Also, prices for electronics decreased 9.3% in that time, and clothing prices dropped 1%. Target and Walmart said last week they continue to struggle with the supply surplus, right? So there isn't scarcity. Right. What makes you thrive in Q4 as far as retail arbitrage is scarcity, the lack of stuff. But if there's an issue of supply surplus, that could pose a problem. That problem hit targets profits especially hard. Walmart had previously sent a warning to investors saying that efforts to clear out excess inventory and weak demand would diminish operating income for the quarter. Inventory at toy company Mattel, meanwhile, is up 44% over year, according to the company's second quarter earnings. 44%. That's a lot. So we talked about wasn't what was that one thing that was really hot and then it restocked, right? How, I mean, we could talk about fingerlings. We could talk about that one thing at Target that I remember you saw it in the shelves and then it was gone, and then a month later they fully restocked and the prices dropped.
0: Yeah, a lot of those like for real pets or various. Yeah, things yeah. Like I am.
1: So, so there, there's gonna be there's gonna be an issue, and it, you'll have to be careful with retail arbitrage. Now, I do I think there's gonna be the hot items that sell for good money. I think that's going to be there, but I think there's going to be a a major issue. So retailer, here's the story again, retailers with lower inventory turnover, including stores like Gap, Bed Bed, Bath Beyond, Coles, Best Buy, uh, and sporting goods stores, especially likely to put goods on super sale, right? Value stores like uh, TJ Maxx, Dollar Store, and all those, uh, they're expecting to get a little bit more foot traffic. So... Here's this is just my opinion. My opinion is is that retail arbitrage is going to get really difficult. I th- right now I'm part of a uh, Facebook group, a Walmart Walmart clearance, and there's like a mi- over a million people in that group. No, wow. and every day I'm seeing posts of people finding this for cheap, finding this for cheap, finding this for cheap, and a million people. Let's say even one percent of those people are resellers that can kill a market
0: yeah,
1: Right. So I, this is just my warning. Like be careful about that. Now, along with that, uh, TJ Maxx, uh, the parent company just got fined $13 million for selling, uh, recalled products. So that's the other thing. Now, most of them were like baby items, right? So, uh, bummer. uh there were kids to rocking sleepers, Fisher price, rock and play sleepers, Fisher price, inclined sleeper accessory, Da 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 da. But the reason I bring this up is I've said this for a long time. Like when you do retail arbitrage, you need to be careful that you're not sourcing risky items.
0: Yeah. I mean, you never know. Like anything can be recalled. I mean, Jif peanut butter was recalled. You know what I mean? Like, so you can you you can be at a place where something is very safe and normal. And then all of a sudden there's a recall. Um, And especially when it's safety stuff, like it could be anything like the strap on this isn't as secure as they thought or the the binding they use for this breaks or so you never know. So you, you, you can be very careful. I think there's certain categories you can maybe eliminate your risk a little more. It does seem like baby items are, are more likely to have recall issues because I think the safety standards are so much higher on them. So like if you have a one in a thousand or one in five or 10,000 chance of having an item that you're buying be a recall item, Mm -hmm. if it's baby items, it might be twice that number. Now that still could be a low number. Like if if you're dealing with one in 10,000, which then goes down to like a one in 5,000 chance, that's twice as likely, but it's also still unlikely. So you gotta figure as much as everything that TJ Maxx sells and they sold just a handful of recalled items, um, chances are as resellers you may occasionally run into that but i don't know if it's like it's some, just not worth the risk to me well, like i won't sell baby items. baby items yeah baby items a little bit more dangerous not even just the sense of like you could have like an official recall but uh yeah there's just that you know this is going to someone's baby and who knows like even like used baby stuff you got to be so careful with because yeah, you don't know like yeah. maybe maybe the baby who had it before had some kind of like you know illness or something oh, that man. like you just never know man. you know what I mean so you got to be careful with that stuff and I could see like of anything that would be the one where it's like be the most cautious
1: okay all right now do you want to delve into this one about eBay buying TG I, I said let me read the headline because sure. I don't understand what this all means mm-hmm. but I think you do because I'm not a card guy uh eBay is buying the trading card marketplace TCG player for 295 million what does that mean
0: so um i I haven't actually looked into enough to see like what their plans are with it it may tcg player may end up just continuing kind of as normal like a lot of times that's that's the
1: assumption like they were very clear we're going to keep running business but what does that mean
0: so tcg player is a website where and i've played various games magic the gathering android netrunner um you know dabbled in pokemon various games throughout my life and tcg player is a really great website where you can go if you're a buyer it's really easy like you list the item you want like say there's a card i want i put the card name in and it's almost like the stock market the way it kind of figures out so unlike ebay where there's like you look up something and, and card values are going to be based off that but like if you were like looking up i don't know like uh hydro flask use hydro flask bottles those numbers are going to be all over the place based off of the color and the size and Mm -hmm. whatever but if you're looking for a specific type of of card like i need this card for my deck well what tcg player it's an easy place where people can list these items there's big stores just like ebay there's stores where it's like they literally sell hundreds of thousands of cards a a month you know so they're the big dogs in the the game but you can kind of look up and you pick the 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 um basically the grade of the card do you want it to be in good quality like near mint do you want it to be in playable quality or do you want it to be in like bad quality and there's going to be almost like the stock market and you can see over time how this card is done like this card when it first came out was selling for 50 dollars, and then it dropped down to like 30 dollars. and over the last month they've been selling for like 23 dollars a piece and then you can just pick i want this card and there's going to be a whole bunch of them listed almost like the old days of amazon with like uh, used books Like, which one do you want? And most of them are going to be right in that range. Okay. Right. So it's really a good place. Like instead of opening up millions of packs, most people who play card games competitively are buying their cards one-offs online like this. Now they're not going and opening up a bunch of booster packs. So TCG card player. Now, one of the things I would say this would be a benefit for eBay to buy is just like we've talked about with Amazon and other companies being like logistics companies that have all the infrastructure built when ebay already moved over to the ability to like scan a card and then list it based off of that that was a game changer now if you all of a sudden have literally all of the data over the course of history of what cards have sold for in various conditions and what they're currently selling for just like the stock market like it's like uh this used it's a share and then now it's up to 32 and then that's so you can almost watch live like what cards are going for right so if ebay now has all of this data it's it could potentially make listing things easier for them it could make uh, all kinds of stuff so much easier there's other websites that kind of do similar things like um, mtg goldfish which does specifically for magic the gathering that's mostly more of like it's the price value but you got to figure they're buying this so not only does tcg player make money like ebay because they take a cut. So there's got to be profit margin just on what the company does. But I think more than anything, they've just bought out the number one like competitive card market, trading card game market company. So not only their profits, but also all their data, all of their infrastructure, all of their, all the stuff in the back. And so if they can then incorporate some of that into their own eBay platform as well, it's a win-win. So I definitely see why a company like this would do that. I almost look at it like when I used to work at DirecTV when like DirecTV bought Blockbuster it was like um or maybe it's Dish one of them bought yeah, Blockbuster and it's like like oh, there's no more Blockbusters why would they do that like that's weird well the reason why is because Blockbuster owned the rights to a certain number of movies, uh, okay, right? Okay. And when they bought that what they were doing is wasn't just buying cuz it wasn't like they're like now we own this Blockbuster building. Yeah. But what they wanted was the rights to certain movies that Blockbuster owned. Okay. And so I kind of look at like that's kind of what eBay is doing here. Like they're now they're not just buying the company and the profits that that company brings, which they are doing that, but they're also buying all that comes with it, all of the data, all of the information, all of the the infrastructure that's already set up. So I don't know. I mean, it could be a really wise move. I think the competitive card game, it, it's never died and it's only gotten bigger. Um, and it's pretty locked in too, which is kind of nice. I mean, new games come out occasionally and they, they have their ups and downs, but you're looking at like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic the Gathering are cards that have been around for decades now, and they're still huge fan bases. And these cards are releasing new ones all the time. So it's like a... Like a constant NFT or stock market type thing that's always going to do well.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you get you get way more info. I didn't, I didn't know. Like I that I learned a lot. So, I I you know it's funny because I have I a bu- have. I have a bunch of Pokemon cards. I have all kinds of stuff.
0: I just I'm just gonna sit on it. I mean TCG player might be a good place to like look because then again you can just. Scan the card or like look up the name of the card, and you'll literally, like I said, can see almost like imagine if Terapeak was like a little bit yeah. better and just gave you like a now, stock market graph.
1: Yeah, I've seen that with like I've i put like some baseball cards mm. on eBay and it doesn't. It, so yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, last uh topic here. So I th- I think this is interesting. I wanted to help people out with sourcing out there. So I think we talk about Department 56 a lot, right? We talk mm-hmm. about the Christmas stuff, but do you guys know that the biggest selling holiday is Halloween hands down and mm-hmm. it'll happen again so Party city is hiring twenty thousand people expecting an epic Halloween really party city not not a uh, not spirit Not spirit of Halloween I know right party city yeah that's true right why why is it anyways I, it just, it's interesting. Uh, it says uh, Party City is hiring 20,000 workers in the coming weeks, outpacing the number of new employees hired in the past years during this time period. The retailer last year hired 17,000 workers ahead of the Halloween season. And the only reason I share this, okay, so here's a few things to pay attention to. Uh, let's see here. I'm uh, there they talk about trends i'm looking at trends here oh here you go movies and social media will again heavily influence costume trends this year jurassic world hocus pocus 2 i didn't even know that was a thing uh top gun costumes will be big uh top gun has been a huge success in costumes even before the sequel celebrities and their social antics have also inspired costumes in 2022 uh, and then they mentioned some celebrities, which are annoying. Uh, and one item that's already in big demand is thanks to Harry Styles, is a party city cowboy hat. I don't know, anyways. The reason I tell you is this Halloween sells really well, and I know we're already you know into well, end of August and September, but if you have Halloween stuff, listen now. Uh, I Department 56. Halloween stuff so so fast compared yeah, to I let to a the lot Christian of that stuff. go
0: one time because I didn't know and I was like oh, man, I was I'm like sorry. preoccupied with other stuff and yeah. I was like oh that's it's like Halloween department 56 I bet it's not as good <laughs> it's and it probably was I'm sorry yeah. but I think that's a recent thing yeah could be I mean cuz 4 years I ago mean, I feel ago, like I looked up at least one of the things it's like yeah ah, you know
1: I mean I just recently sold one it was like uh, it was something about it was just a little w- it was a witch that's supposed to be like curses the prince and it was i paid 30 and i sold it for like 130 bucks like in a week nice it was crazy so and i've sold other stuff too so keep an eye out for halloween and by the way if you if you see those bomber jackets, i think i do think yeah. top
0: gun is gonna be that's kind of like our bolo yeah, it's pre- not my bolo but it's a pre-bolo yeah i mean just that's just something to think about with like your listings is with things like that is you can just put in the title or in the description, like would be a great Halloween costume, Top Gun Halloween costume. Mm -hmm. uh, If you've got a bomber jacket, cause some people are just going to look for bomber jackets, Mm -hmm. but like some people might be like Top Gun Halloween bomber, you know what I mean? And, and, And so if yours is pulling up in those where other people's aren't, you know, that's a, that's a good thing. They might not even put in bomber jacket. They just might type in Top Gun costume. And if your listing comes up and it's just a, random bomber jacket hey it's a win yeah, yeah. uh so yeah that's a that's a good thing too it kind of reminds me i saw a um, yeah article from a satire website that said once bustling mall now just 300 spirit halloweens and five starbucks it's true because that's how those spirit halloweens can be like sometimes it's like wait there's two of them in that same like parking lot like how is that even possible it's wild if you were to tell me when you know
1: back in the 90s like that there would be a store that was fully devoted to halloween i'd be like you're nuts but now those are like, there's like lines, like the parking lot's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's no joke. And those stores are an experience. They really aren't an experience. So we're not sponsored by them, just to let you know. Yeah. So, all right. Are we ready? Are we ready to share uh, some ways to make money? You know it.
0: What's your bolo? What is your bolo, Mike? Uh, so my bolo actually comes from our. Uh from our our store buyout okay. what we're gonna do for whatnot looking through some stuff and i'm like oh here's an old gopro sweet I'm like oh it's a hero 4 this is an older one uh, now they're on like hero 12. you know what i mean like i don't know yeah. it's like nine now i think and they do all kinds of crazy things that they didn't do before so hero 4 is pretty old so i look it up and they're going for like 90 bucks selling pretty consistently and then so I'm looking up other older models of of GoPros and it's like, wow, like it's pretty amazing that these at, at, as older models and older versions still go for good money. And this is something to consider when you're at garage sales, because I feel like thrift stores, they see any electronic camera device thing and they're just going to be, they're just going to list it high just because mm-hmm. they think, you know, well, it's an it's worth a bunch of money. Yeah. But if you're at a, a garage sale or if you're at a swap meet, you might do well looking at old GoPros because if somebody... Sometimes GoPros for some people or cameras like that are like uh, cell phones. They always get the new model. Mm. And so if you're like, oh, that's the model from like eight years ago, I don't know, five bucks. You know what I mean? Like yeah, people yeah, are yeah. just like, that's an old that. one. I don't care. Like I'm, there's no way that's worth anything because the reality is like a phone from 10 years ago, it can't even work on networks anymore. So people think the same thing with cameras. And for whatever reason, you know, some of those older ones still have a following. People like them. People know them. They, they, they they maybe want two cameras that are the exact same so that they can shoot similar color profiles. There's various reasons people might want old ones. Uh, but yeah, so don't, don't pass up old GoPros just because they're old because there's still a market for them. There you go. Now, about now, you? My Bolo comes from, I hope I didn't share this before, but I had that
1: huge, haul. I shared this in the last update episode of all the Nintendo stuff that I picked up for free. Mm-hmm. And in there, the most valuable was not the mm-hmm. consoles. Was not the games, but two boxes and two manuals that were there. So there was a Kid Icarus uh, NES box and manual. And there was a Super Mario Brothers 2 box and manual. So with the cartridges, like, so the cartridges alone maybe sell for like 20 bucks. But with the box and the manual and the cartridge all together, two to three hundred dollars. So those, I've seen some boxes. Like I saw one Icarus box
0: sell for like I think I wanted. I want to say it was close to a hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean that makes sense because if you consider most people are away. getting rid of manuals, they're getting rid of boxes, but not as many people get rid of the games. So there's going to be more games than there are boxes and manuals. And so if it is a game that's valuable and people want complete, if you're a collector. Then, yeah, you'd be willing to buy the box and the manual because you probably already have the game. Or if you are going to buy it in your collector, you're going to want the complete thing and not one that's just the game. So you're willing to pay more. That that could even be average. I, I there's people who do that. Like all they do is buy the different parts and put them together and then sell them complete and then make a little bit of profit off of that. So, yeah, it's a good bolo.
1: I want to just throw in a random ball I had two sales during the show football jacket trend, like football season, they're on the corner Ooh. and people, people are buying and, uh, I just same buyer, buy to them. All right. So I'm just, here's a, uh, I just funny. I just mentioned that. Okay. Don't put your stuff on auction. People, when they put stuff on auction, like they don't make a lot of money. Like somebody just bought a kid Icarus game box and manual for $68. But look at somebody just sold a messed up box for $90. Wow. Like, don't do auction just just don't or know that you can be a ebay arbitrage person somebody else sold yeah you could somebody else sold the the box cartridge and manual for 170 here's 305 dollars. like i just i just you can't use bidding as comps because i think you'll just lose money so all right so that is my bolo all right before we move forward what are we looking forward to well I'm looking forward to using my skull shaver every day.
0: Mm.
1: And I got to tell you the other day, Mike gets on my case about this, but my my skull shaver was at like 6% and it died before I used it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take care of a few things. I'm going to put it to charge and hopefully I can use it before I hit the road. Sure enough, I let it charge to 10%. And it was good enough to shave my entire head.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it the battery lasts so it literally it was a few minutes yeah, the battery lasts so long that uh you might as well charge it when it gets to 50 percent because you've been using it for weeks you know what i mean so yeah. it, it, it's a great product i i actually bring mine with me uh to the gym and sometimes i have a chance to do it before i get to work sometimes like this morning i actually got to work and i'm a teacher and students are about ready to walk into my room in a few minutes and i'm like oh man i forgot to shave my head pull out my skull shaver shave real quick in my classroom nobody knows Nobody knows. So there it's, you go. Uh, it's it, it, it's it's smooth. It's easy. It's a great product. So use promo code hustle. Yep, capital H. Capital H, and you'll get a little kickback. So yeah, yeah. I love that skull shaver. All right. So what are you looking forward to here? Obviously the whatnot, uh, the whatnot auction. Now the question is, we we haven't determined a time. We told everybody to, to to follow us and to join, but do we have like a at least an estimated or a way that like follow us on social media? No matter what, we'll post the time if if it changes or anything on instagram on twitter on so follow us on the social medias if you're not but what's like a good roundabout time well it say? is labor day so you know you afternoon it, it's up to you
1: i'll, I'll let you determine because mm. i always have days off this is your day off
0: yeah okay so gotta get over here we gotta organize this stuff set it up take a couple hours so maybe, maybe like one-ish. One-ish. Think? All right, let's do that. So
1: 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah. So join us on Whatnot. Have a good time. Make some money. Buy some good stuff. Uh, there's some good stuff there. So yeah. check us out. And uh, you know, the only thing I'm not looking forward to is all the shipping after. Oh my gosh. So we'll see how it goes. But maybe we'll, we'll streamline it.
0: We'll streamline it. Yeah. We'll make it. I got a couple ideas on that. So we'll we'll see. And then the other thing I'm looking forward to, well, I'm absolutely not looking forward to moving. I hate moving so much. Yeah. But I am I'm excited to I'm gonna be like seven or eight minutes closer to the freeway, which is gonna be nice. So uh that's gonna shave like 15 minutes off my commute every day round trip. Uh and then I think my inventory is gonna be closer, closer at hand. Um maybe not in the best position. Like we're moving to a very small place right now. My inventory is in a shed that I, ha- I have to drive to, like I have to go down a hill and up mm-hmm. another hill and around a corner. It's not, you can't really walk to it where I live. So it's, it's a process. Something sells or somebody asks a question and it's like, I gotta go get in the car, turn the car around in the parking lot, drive down to where it's that drive to the shed and then check and then drive back. Or if I, something sells or ships, like all of that stuff, it's a little bit of a pain. So if I could just open up a door, into another room and do it. Like, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to be more willing to list. I'm going to be more willing to answer questions in a timely manner, all those things. So I'm going to, there has to be a silver lining to this move. I'm telling myself that. So there, that's what I'm looking forward to. What about you? I'm finalizing
1: my taxes. I'm finally going to be done with it. Finally, you're going to get done and then just have to turn around and do them again. I know. I know. But I just, I just needed that time. Uh, I just, it, I just it, my life. There's just a lot going on. We don't share a lot on the podcast, but we do have lives. We have kids, and and uh, you know, I, I I don't share this too much, but like in California, there's a lot of people not sending their kids to like schools. They're trying to do the homeschool. So I do some. I teach some homeschool classes, and my my class have grown exponentially, <laughs> and so that took up a lot of my time. There's there's just a lot of stuff going on, and so I needed that extra time. So it's it just gonna be it's gonna be a nice relief to be done with it uh i i will i do need to figure out how to do better bookkeeping yeah. um because i think the reason i was delayed was just because i just wasn't ready you know yeah. and i want to make sure i i didn't i didn't want to lose money uh and then i'm just you know the one not actually i'm very pumped about that i it was just a spur of the moment decision that you know i i said hey mike what do you think and we're like you know what let's do this <laughs> we bought a store so i'm looking forward to that and i'm looking forward to more sourcing uh, i i want to keep sourcing um i i'm actually right now i have way more than i can i can list but i do think uh this q4 secondary market's gonna do very well so hey thanks for tuning in hopefully you all gained uh at least a few things to help you reselling business or if anything hopefully you know you're entertained and with that being said make sure to be real be relevant, and be reselling late peace